So, children over the age of 16 won't need parental permission to accept the experimental jab for COVID-19. The British government wants to give it to children over the age of 12. And they're now testing it on preschool and primary school children. Listen carefully to what I've got to tell you. If you're human and not a zombie, this will fill you with rage. If the squad is in the 77th Brigade, listen properly. Even they're going to think twice about pressing the thumbs down button. On the 15th of July 2021, the UK government's advisers, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation, said, open quotes, until more data becomes available, JCVI does not currently advise routine universal vaccination of children and young people less than 18 years of age, close quotes. They added, and this was the 15th of July 2021, they added that the, open quotes, the health benefits in this population is small and do not outweigh the potential risks. Splendid, I thought. Send up a rocket. And then, a few weeks later, on the 4th of August, the committee changed its mind after the UK's chief medical officers requested that JCVI accelerated its review of advice for jabbing children. And the Joint Committee changed their minds. They admitted that COVID-19 disease in children is typically mild or asymptomatic, but they changed their minds and said that all 16 and 17-year-olds be jabbed and that many children aged 12 and over be jabbed. One odd thing was that they said that in recent weeks reports have been submitted about myocarditis. Recent weeks. Take a look at my video dated the 8th of December 2020 entitled COVID-19 vaccine possible vaccine side effects and you'll find that I listed myocarditis then. So how come I knew about this risk half a year before the government's advisory committee? Not boasting, but I've been half a year ahead since early 2020. I can't find any new evidence that would have changed the committee's minds, but the minds changed. Actually, the membership of JCVI's subcommittee on COVID changed too. And one prominent critic of COVID jabs for children coincidentally left. Three other members changed too. Gosh! However, committee members said they had not felt any political pressure to change their views on giving the jabs to teenagers. How reassuring. Just out of idle curiosity, I wonder if any members of the committee have any links with drug companies or have ever accepted drug company money. Or are there any who have no links with drug company money? Just wondering. I'll perhaps look into that in detail another day. Politicians, advisers and doctors should know that the experimental jab will kill children. Almost certainly kill or injure far more than would be killed or injured by this year's flu, COVID-19. And there won't be one in a million of these jabbed children who will understand that they're taking part in a massive, unethical, immoral and illegal experiment. The Joint Committee says, quote, In all instances, the offer of vaccination to children and young people must be accompanied by appropriate information to enable children and young people to be adequately appraised of the potential harms and benefits of vaccination as part of informed consent prior to vaccination, close quotes. That's called covering your back. The Queen, 
Dolly Parton and a bunch of influencers on social media will say it's okay. The kids will be bribed and not one in a thousand doctors or nurses will explain the risks in detail. What am I saying? I bet not one in a thousand doctors or nurses have any idea of the risks. And the idea that 16-year-olds will understand these complicated vaccines would be laughable if it were not obscene. Most kids actually think the jab will stop them getting COVID-19 and stop them spreading it to granny. Not that this matters much, because the government killed granny last year. And all this is illegal. Back in February, six months ago, I pointed out in a video entitled Doctors and Nurses Giving the COVID-19 Vaccine Will Be Tried as War Criminals that the Nuremberg Code on Medical Experimentation, which was written in 1947, stated that explicit voluntary consent from patients is required for human experimentation. That means, of course, that patients must be told that they're taking part in a trial and they must be warned of the dozens of possible adverse events which were known before Christmas. I made a video listing the FDA's draft working list of adverse events in December 2020. Those who are being jabbed must be warned that they could die and they must be warned that the vaccine they're being given won't necessarily stop them catching COVID or passing it on if they do catch it. That's informed consent and as I said I doubt if one in a million adults was properly advised. How many 16-year-olds will understand what an mRNA vaccine does? How many will understand the principles of pathogenic priming? Once again, as I said back in February, any doctor or nurse giving one of these experimental jabs without making sure that their victim has been given all the necessary information and understands it is breaking international law and will go to prison. The fact is that the whole vaccination programme is built on lies and deceit. Governments and the media wouldn't need to lie, harass and suppress the truth if there really were a plague and if the experimental injection really worked. People would be fighting to get jabbed. Of course, if there really were a plague, there wouldn't be a vaccine. The vaccine's promoters are mostly on record as saying they want a smaller global population. So if there were a killer plague, they wouldn't want a vaccine, would they? Accepting this experimental and unnecessary jab is the most important decision any citizen will ever make. The so-called vaccine is forever. It isn't like a drug that you can stop and get over. The COVID-19 jab stays. You can't get it out. And no one, repeat, no one knows what the effect will be in six months or six years or 16 years. It's an experiment and the preliminary part of the experiment won't be over until 2023. The vaccine has already killed thousands of people and injured millions more. Just look at the updated figures on my websites where I quote the official death and injury figures published by the British and American governments. Will the vaccinated be more susceptible to new variations? Will they die when they contract winter viruses? No one knows the answers. The risks are so great that I believe that anyone who has been jabbed, particularly the young who seem to be particularly liable to heart damage, should avoid all strenuous exercise and stress forever. Meanwhile, the promotional campaign to sell the jab to kids is moving fast. Free money, free kebabs, the chance to reclaim a little of the life that was taken from them. 
The BBC has reported that 60,000 lives have been saved by the Covid jab. There isn't one shred of evidence to prove that claim. They might as well claim that 60 billion lives have been saved. The disgusting BBC and the rest of the mainstream media become indecently orgasmic with excitement when they find someone who hasn't been vaccinated and who has died of or with COVID-19, also known as the rebranded flu, or probably anything else. They ignore the fact that every year, in the six-month flu season, six up to 650,000 people of all ages die of the flu worldwide. Ordinary, healthy people quite often. But the deception and the lies about the rebranded flu just keep getting bigger. Unvaccinated man with flu run over by bus, unvaccinated woman eaten by lion. The truth is that these experimental jabs have not been sufficiently tested, do not do what most people think they do, and are so dangerous that their distribution should be halted immediately. Doctors who object, who point out the dangers, and who explain why the risk-benefit ratio shows that the people producing and promoting these damn things should be locked up, are monstered and silenced and lied about and offered mental health care, just as if we were in Russia in Stalin's time. Objections are dismissed without debate. There is no debate. Never before in my knowledge has a drug been introduced and used so widely with no discussion. For 18 months I've been asking government advisers to debate with me on live television. Nothing. Silence. We pay them, they ignore us. All this proves, of course, that the promotion of this experimental product is a heinous fraud. Meanwhile, I'm sad to say the majority of doctors will accept the lies, promote the jab and take the big money they're being paid. When these disgusting women and men are arrested, as they will be, I hope they show no mercy. They are man and woman guilty of some of the most awful crimes in history. Please go to vernoncolman.org and email this video together with the transcript to every school and doctor's surgery in your area. I'll leave you with this. The UK government admits that the longer-term health effects from the myocarditis events reported are not yet well understood. But they are planning, nevertheless, to give the damn stuff to preschool children and primary school children as well as teenagers. They've killed the grandparents now they want to kill the kids. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms such as BitChute, Parler, Brightian, Odyssey, Gab, Rumble, Libri, Twitter, Facebook and so on. There isn't much point in putting them on BNT because they're already there. Many thanks to those who've been putting them elsewhere. Do translations too, please. Thanks as always to Mohammed Butt and Brand New Tube for providing the platform. For the record, this channel has not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been. Please don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always pertinent and always entertaining. Visit 21stCenturyWire.com, DailyExpose.co.uk, Iconic.com, PrinkAppearScientific.com, and TheLightPaper.co.uk. Please visit my own websites, vernoncolman.com and vernoncolman.org. Vernoncolman.org's easier for emailing and sending stuff to other people. Finally, 
although it may feel like it at times, please remember that you're not alone. More and more people are waking up, and once they're awake, they don't go back to sleep. If we're going to win this war, we have to fight with passion and determination and with the truth. Distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.